Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you for this day, for this time that we're living in, where you have chosen to bless us, to love us, and to care for us. We thank you that you've healed our bodies. God, that you've touched our minds so that we can receive the word of God. We thank you that you've touched our hearts so that we can love one another. God, we thank you for the awareness that we are children of God. I thank you now, God, for every soul under the sound of my voice. And I pray that you would bless them abundantly and that you would cause them to walk in your righteousness. Now, God, we thank you for allowing your kingdom to come in this place as your will is being done. And we give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Child. morning if you have your Bibles go with me to the book of Deuteronomy Deuteronomy chapter 30 Deuteronomy chapter 30 I want to begin reading at uh, verse 11 uh, the lesson actually will begin at verse 15 but I want to read all this to lead in. Here's what it says. It says, for this commandment, <clears throat> which I command you today, is not too mysterious for you, nor is it far off. It's not in heaven that you should say, who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us, that we may hear it and do it. Hear it. Nor is it beyond the sea that we should say, who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it. But the word is very near you in your mouth, in your heart, that you may, oh, that's three times, isn't it? Third one that says the charm. <laughs> Verse 15 says, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. And that I command you today to love the Lord your God, walk in his ways, and keep his commandments. Wow. Love, walk, and do. The Bible says that you may live and multiply and the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. Verse 17 is very crucial. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear 
and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in to possess. I call heaven and earth to witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Therefore, choose life. Mm. That both you and your descendants may live. Wow. That you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, and that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, that you may, <coughs> excuse me, and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. Amen. And I guess uh, the appropriate title, of course, is The Power of Choice. But I would say to you today that each one of you possess a, quote, superpower. And that superpower is choice. Amen. You can be seated. I think uh, Spider-Man said it best. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Amen. If you don't remember the gospel, remember Spidey. The wonderful, thing, <laughs> the wonderful thing about this lesson is that for everybody who's born again, this lesson is a review to encourage. Amen? Because it's scripture that you know and you can apply to your life right now. Amen? So because we were created in the image of God, we have minds to think hearts to feel, and a will to decide. So God calls each one of us to make the right choice. You can hear God's word, and you hear it today and every day because it's on the air and it's everywhere. We can learn God's will because we have it here in portable form. Amen. And we can decide either to disobey or to obey. Amen. Moses made it clear that making this decision isn't difficult. And he says that it's available to everybody. Isn't it wonderful? Suppose, suppose, counterman like the COVID vaccine, it's available to everybody. But people are still trying to make a decision. And you can choose, uh, you know the rest, I'm not even going there, because there might be some folk in here who are adverse to taking something that might help them. Again, 
All right, I stuck my foot out there. I might as well just. <laughs> In the words of Sam, you cranked it up, so I'm going to drive it. <laughs> There's nothing new about people not making a decision for life. There are people every day who decide that they're not going to do what's right because they'd rather take a chance on dying. Amen. Every time you sin, you roll the dice. And the reason is that, you know, this next breath is not promised to you. So you can take a chance and say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. But there are a lot of people that you will visit in the mortuary who didn't have a tomorrow. Okay? All right. I just thought I'd put that on out there and get it off my chest. You know what? I might as well get something else off my chest. <laughs> Moment of personal privilege. Uh, since you have the superpower to choose, you also have a right to choose who you hear, who you listen to. Yeah. You have a right to choose your preacher. And you have a right to choose your ministry. And if you're not satisfied with this preacher or this ministry, you have a right to choose another. So I'm saying, uh, I don't want to see any more negative posts about Dayspring or the pastors or anybody else. And if you feel that way about it, find your own. Somebody that you're comfortable with. Whoever that is. If it ain't me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not everybody's cup of tea. I'm not. But if you're going to be here, then be here. Amen. Amen. If you're going to be with Baal, go with Baal. But if God is your God. I know everybody back there saying, you shouldn't say that. We, we lied. And I'm all the way live too. I, I, I told uh, Brother Anthony I was having a difficult morning. You know what I mean by that? I'm having a hard time sometimes getting started, you know? Yeah. Nothing worked. Uh, so my collar didn't even work. It kept popping off, popping off. Then I couldn't get it off. I had to get the scissors, cut it off, and put another collar on. I said, this is going to be a good day. So if you have a seatbelt on that chair, <laughs> you might want to tighten it up. Okay. <laughs> so Moses made it very clear that we have to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. You can't hang in the middle. Amen. I think we told you last week you can't halt between two opinions. Amen. So this information, Paul says, is not some information that you've got to search for. You don't have to go to heaven to find it, and you don't have to go across the ocean to find it. The Bible says that Moses said, I'm hold, uh, handing it to you right now. Now, when, when Moses says, I call heaven and earth to witness, what he's saying is, God gave me this word, and now I'm giving you the word. So heaven says, this is the word for you, and now I'm saying, 
This is the word for you. So listen to me very carefully. When when you hear the word of God, not my word, but the word of God, when you can reference the word of God in the Bible, that is what you should obey. There is no private interpretation of the word. That's scripture. Look it up. It is what it is. Period. Well, pastor, I think. Yeah. And I think you should have been two feet taller and a lot better looking. But that's just what I think. So 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 Paul said. <laughs> Come on now, stay with me. Paul says in Romans chapter 10, and I want you to look at it. Romans chapter 10, he says exactly what Moses says. He paraphrases. He says in verse six, he says, but the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend to heaven. That is, bring Christ down from above. Verse seven says, or who will descend into the abyss? That is, bring Christ up from the dead. Verse eight says, but what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, <clears throat> you will be saved. And then, of course, verse 10 says, for with the heart, one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth, uh, confession is made unto salvation. As folks say, it don't get no plainer than that. Amen. 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 So Moses gave it to the Israelites. And of course, the Israelites, uh, they had some issues in that they would follow God for a season. And then, you know, you know, amen. But what Moses said and what Paul says, exactly the same thing, that the word is available to you. Let me say this this way. When you read it, he says, when you get it in your heart, he says that this word that you get in your heart then is near as your mouth. When you speak it, that's why we tell you, you can speak life to your life. Amen. You can say, well, I don't have no money. Or you can say, I have the abundance of God. Amen. You can say I'm sick or you can say I'm healed. You can speak life or death. You do have that superpower. Amen. So God calls us here to keep his commands. Uh, uh, and uh, he reminds us that his law <clears throat> are not hidden from us or beyond our reach. Now, in Romans chapter one, verse 19, the Bible says that even if you don't have a Bible, that you can know God by his acts. Amen. 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 Come on. How do you think it is that you can hold your hand out and know you got five fingers? Is, is that somewhere in the Bible? No. <laughs> no, it's not a quiz. <laughs> It means that you have the ability to see and reason. And you didn't have that ability. You didn't make your eyes and you didn't make your hand. So you know that God is real, even if you don't have a Bible. And that's what uh, 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 Moses is saying. Now, look at verse 14 uh, of Deuteronomy 30. Here's what he says. He says, but the word is very near you in your mouth and in your heart that you may do it. 
that you may what? Do it. That you may do it. So when people say, I can't, I don't believe, I don't feel, then you are either lying to yourself or lying to God. I'm not sure which one. Amen. All right. Now, I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm just trying to make a point here. So God has demonstrated his love to us uh, uh, because he left. He did not leave us in the dark to be groping around trying to figure it out. Now, isn't it wonderful that you are born in this time? What does that mean? This time you were born in an era where you can read the Bible. You can hear the Bible on uh, audio, whatever. Listen, you can get the word uh, uh, on TV, on radio, uh, Internet. There's no reason, no excuse. People living in 2021 cannot have a firm understanding of the word. Amen. Oh, my God. So the Bible says that uh, uh, he's telling us that he has revealed it to everybody. And he's saying that it tells us how to live life and to find God and to have assurance that we'll live forever. So the Bible teaches us that if you are alive today, you have the opportunity not only to hear, but to do the work. Amen. But it's still. That's it. Your choice. It's still your choice. Some people are saying, well, I'm not sure I'm ready. Have you ever heard people say they're not ready? Well, I'm not ready to live. I'm ready to die. OK, that's not what you're saying, but that's really what you mean, because what you're saying is that I'm not ready to change my life so I can have life but I'm willing to take a chance with dying and have no life. Uh, uh, okay, all right. Verse 15 says this, verse 15 says this. It says, see, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. He didn't say, now watch this, he didn't say or. Are you reading this? He says, I have set before you uh, life and good, death and evil. So what he's saying is you can do it and live or you cannot and die. One more. If you choose to die, listen. Don't take anybody with you. If you don't want to live right, come on. Leave folk alone. Stop trying to convince them that their worship is wrong or their faith is bad. Amen. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 36 says this. You don't have to go turn there. Just write it down. It says that man must give an account for every idle word that he speaks. So here's what I'm telling you today. That for every soul that you turn away from the gospel, everybody that you hinder from growing in the kingdom, you become responsible for that life. And on the day of judgment, you're going to have to give an account. Well, Pastor, I don't remember all the people. Then you might need to start making up for it. Amen. I've never seen anyone. Listen, I've never seen anyone who got saved, 
didn't feel the necessity to start telling people immediately after they got saved, I was wrong. Now, if you're one of those people that got saved and you ain't saying nothing to nobody, then you might still be on the fringes. Are we still together here? Okay. So what I'm saying to you is that uh, uh, if you don't want to go in, Matthew chapter 23 says, if, 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 listen, you, you are twice the son of hell. You won't go in and you keep others from going in. So if you're not going in, Please, just, you know, pull off. Let us go on. You know, we have somewhere to go. You just pull off. Get out of the way. All right. Well, I'm, I'm just reading this stuff, you know. <laughs> now, uh, the call that Moses make is both direct and forceful. He says we must love and obey the Lord. We don't have a choice to do anything other than that. Amen. So the Bible says uh, that God loved us so much that he both gave us the written word and the living word. So the Bible says that we can look at the written word and we can know what God's heart is because Moses gave that to us. Look, listen, he wrote it down and he spoke it verbally so everybody could get it. Then he gave us the living word. The living word being Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ walked the earth and demonstrated every word in the Bible so that every person on planet earth would know that there is the ability to live the living word. You can do what the Bible says because Jesus proved that you could even to the point of conquering death. So that leaves us without excuse. Amen. So the Bible says then, because Jesus was able to bear everything, he was also the one who paid the penalty for all of our sins. And the result was that Romans 8 and 1 says, there is now no condemnation for us. Amen. So that the Bible says that not only am I free, but I can grow and mature and become what God has called me to be. Amen. Now, the Bible also says, look at John chapter 14. Let me find it in my notes here. John chapter 14. Here's what the Bible says. It says you have to make a decision to love and obey. And then he says you have to do it daily. Watch this. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. If you ask anything in my name. So whatever you have undone. You didn't ask. In his name. Let me let me move. <laughs> if it's undone in your life. You didn't ask in his name. Verse 15 says, if you love me, keep my commandments. He said, listen, if you seek me and do what I'm asking you to do, he says, I'll do whatever you ask of me. Amen. Then, then look at this. John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my words. If you love me, you'll do. He says, and then look at this. He adds something to the, the, the deal. You know, this is like uh, was that game show. 
let's make a deal. We're going to add something to the deal. He says, and my father will love you. And we will come to him and make our home with him. If you listen, if you keep God's word, in other words, if you choose life, if you choose God, then not only will you get God, you get his son, Jesus. You already got the Holy Spirit. Come on. Huh? If God be for us. Who? Come on. So the Bible says that you have to make the decision to obey. The Bible says that <clears throat> nobody would deliberately choose death. Yeah, some would. Amen. The choice is always between trusting God and, in, uh, uh, and turning to idols. If you don't serve God, you're going to serve a God. Now, you know, today, more than ever before, uh, we've seen it, especially in the last four years, where people have, have worshipped their own opinion. More than they have God. And see, some of us are doing the same thing. We have a high opinion of who we are. Well, I think, well, I feel, well, I believe. Well, you better get eye out of the way. Okay, I'm about to go off again. I ain't going to do that now. <laughs> so we have a choice between eternal life and eternal death. Salvation by the grace of God uh, uh, for condemnation or, or, or condemnation by the righteousness of God. Now, somebody said, well, how can condemnation be by the righteousness of God? Well, if you disobey God, he has already set. Death in motion for you. Whether you know it or not. Huh? Verse uh, 36 of John chapter 3 says this. He who believes in the son has everlasting life. And he who does not believe in the son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Amen. That's John 336. I know it's in the but that's there. So Moses says, choose life, obey God, and continue to experience his blessing. God does not force his will on anyone. He does allow you to make a choice. Amen. Now, see, this is why so many people are falling by the wayside because, oh, I got to do this right now. So you help me, Holy Spirit. So many people believe that the only way they can make a choice if somebody makes them make a choice. You know? Now that comes from your past. <clears throat> okay, it took a minute. Everybody said, what was it? There's an error in our history that made us believe that the only way we could be uh, Persuaded to do something is by force. So now here we are, you know, 400 and some years later. Now we won't make a decision unless somebody makes us to make a decision. Grow up. 
Get free. Amen. So let's go on here. Let's see. I got to move a little faster. The Bible says that it's a daily choice. You don't seek God once and then don't go back and talk to him again. Amen. So the Bible says that we have to seek him daily. As you seek, as you seek Jesus, you will find that, well, Romans chapter 10 and verse 4 says it best. Uh, let me see, where is it? 10 and 4 says this, for Christ is the end of the law of righteousness for everyone who believes. So what he says is, I don't have to be bound by any rules and regulations because I have Christ. So he's the end of the law that says thou shalt not. And he is the freedom that says I can do all things. Amen. 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 So here we find in. Uh, whew, I'm skipping some of this because I need to be a little faster because there's some stuff I want to get and not miss. Ah. <sighs> So nowhere is God's gift more evident than when he is uh, 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 showing us how readily transparent he is. And he demonstrates this in, 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 in his word by making the word flesh. John chapter uh, 1 verse 14 says this. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. Now, somebody said, well, Jeff, was then Jesus was walking the earth, and we beheld his glory. Every time you behold the righteousness of God and one of your brothers and sisters, you behold the glory of God, and you see the, the word being made flesh. When people try to encourage you, that is the word being made flesh. When people are speaking life into your life, that is the word being made flesh. People heal, lay hands on you. That is the word being made flesh. Amen. Now, the Bible also says uh, this. It says that, <clears throat> excuse me, in John chapter 14 and verse 26. And I think I quoted this to you the other day. It, it says that, uh, let me go there. John chapter 14, verse 26. I like that verse. And I think that every saint should be familiar with it simply because, uh, as folks say, you're going to need it. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the helper, the Holy Spirit. Where does he come from? Whom the Father will send in my name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things I've said to you. Now. Again, let's take that literally and say that every time the word is being ministered, he's giving you a word. And then when you hear it again, he's calling it back to your remembrance. Listen to me. You should not try to remember scripture to quote it. You should try to remember scripture to live it. Beware folk that quote it all the time. Are they talking a good fight? So the invitation to commit is an open one. 
The invitation to commit is an open one. It's never too late, never too late for believers to return to God. Let me say that one more time. It's never too late for believers to return to God. The door remains open to people who want to repent. Amen. All the Lord asks is that you respond to him. Listen to me. You must respond to him. Now, listen, because you didn't get it. You must respond to him, not to them. Who is them? I don't know. Whoever they are that's telling you stuff. It is the word of God that's in your heart. Listen. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Um, ah. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter uh, 36. No, I didn't lose my place. I just need to tell you this. Ezekiel 36. Uh, we, we've done this. Y'all know we did the message on the, the bones. and Okay. Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 says this. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my spirit and you will keep my judgments and do them. That sound familiar? Now, what Ezekiel says is the same thing Jeremiah says in Jeremiah 31. The Bible says that this is the prophecy of the new covenant, the new covenant that we're going to exercise at the end of service today. The Bible says the new covenant that's written in his blood. What he is saying is that in order for you to be able to receive this word, you have to get it in your heart, but it won't go in a stony heart. So the heart has to be changed. So God says, I'm going to give you a new spirit. And the new spirit is going to cause your heart to be able to receive and process this word so that you can grow by it. Amen. Amen. So the Bible says that God says that, that, that we have an opportunity to respond in every generation. And now I want you to understand that this blessing is a generational blessing and this curse is a generational curse. It's got to be, listen, it's got to be handled as such. Why is that, Pastor? That's because the Bible says that godly people produce or reproduce godly people. You got to live something in front of folk. If you want to make converts. Amen. And for those of you that have children. This this. Pretends it ain't there, but that's OK. Huh? Verse 14 says this. It says. For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children would be unclean. Amen. 
Okay, that ain't playing enough for you, is it? If nobody's saved, nobody will be saved. If somebody gets saved, somebody else will get saved. If you want your children to enjoy a life of salvation and prosperity, then you need to stay saved. Now, what about Bubba? Well, that ain't your responsibility. Your, life, your responsibility is to live a life in front of Bubba so that he will come to know God. Y'all understand? See, too often we say, well, we're going to just live our life and, and, and we're going to let him do what he want to do. No, you got to show him. Now, you, you uh, uh, and this husband or wife, it doesn't make any difference. You remember, you, you remember, unless it was a shotgun wedding. <laughs> you may, you, you, you made a choice. And I know that we have long since forgotten what the preacher said. But I remember there's a phrase that kind of ends this way. I might, you know, I, I might have done a wedding or two. It says, to death do us part. Amen. Not till I get saved and you don't. Amen. So you have to spend a lifetime. Listen, if you're the, if you're the saved party, male or female, if you're the saved party, you have to spend a lifetime demonstrating salvation to the unsaved person. And somebody say, well, what if he or she don't ever get saved? That ain't your problem because you ain't God and you can't save anybody. But you do have an obligation to make sure that your children are covered. And they're not going to be covered if all you're doing is fighting with Bubba, telling him what, he's a, what a heathen he is and he ain't no good. Sorry, man, and blah, blah, blah. And the same thing, if you're doing the same thing to your, your uh, 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 female counterpart, if you say it's the exact same thing. Children, we talked about this the other day, children grow up conflicted because they see the conflict in you all. If your household is saved, then li live it like it's a saved household. Amen. I hear people say strange stuff, strange. I say it's strange to me. Well, I'm trying to get him saved, so I anoint his beer before he get it. Well, why are you giving him beer? Anoint his head so he won't want to taste beer. I'm mad with that. So here's, listen, here's the bottom line. Let me try to finish this. <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth. Uh, uh, the Bible says that if you keep his commandments, you live and you increase. You live and you increase. Amen. Some of y'all have already overproduced. <laughs> No, no, no. What I mean is you've spent generations of just being heathenish. And now you, you see it. 
Amen. Amen. Now, I know, you know, when comedians come up with things like Bebe's kids, they had to get the inspiration from somewhere. <laughs> okay, let me finish this. The Bible says that if you keep his commands and decrees, then you will live and increase. But if you turn your heart away uh, and you're not obedient, uh, if you will not hear. Now, listen at this. Then destiny becomes your history. Oh, that 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 look, you didn't get that. Destiny becomes your history. Look at your life. How many times have you gone over the same bad road over and over again? In other words, it ends up the same way because that is your history. So whatever destination you are headed to, you always end up in the same place. I'm sad, I'm depressed, I'm hurt, uh, people don't like me, uh, folks don't do anything for me. I call that, listen, I call that self-perpetuating failure. Self-perpetuating failure. What does that mean, Pastor? Well, I don't know what that word is. <laughs> It means, listen, failure fuels failure. Failure fuels failure. If you continue to fail, you will get comfortable with failure. And the more you fail, the more you think that that is what life is supposed to be. Amen. Some people don't even have a vision of the quote good life because they don't know anything but the bad life. Amen. That's why they say, well, that ain't going to work. Huh? Yeah, it was so-and-so. She got saved the other day, but look at her. She ain't going to stay saved because you couldn't. Oh, okay. That would be a good place to stop. But I need one more, Lord, one more. The person who will not follow God may gain the whole world and forfeit himself. Mark 8, 36 says this. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What he would have become, he will not be. I know I'm, I'm speaking in all these parables now. I'm just trying to sound smarter. <laughs> what he could have become, he will not be. Why is that? Because I think uh, Miles Monroe said it the best. Uh, some of the greatest potential in the world is found in the graveyard. You will die with a gift because you refuse to do it. 
you will die with your gift because you refuse to do it. Amen. Let's go back to Ezekiel one more time. No, don't, I, I've got it in my notes, so you don't have to turn there. Ezekiel chapter 18, the Bible says this in verse 30. Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 30. He says, therefore, I will judge you, O house of Israel. Talking about y'all. Every one of you, according to his ways, according to his ways, according to his ways. That's a small H. You know what that means, right? Talking about you. Says the Lord God, repent and turn from all your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Now, come on. How much, as folks say, more plainer can that be? What's he saying? He's saying if I continue to live the way I'm living, my life will be ruined. Now, let's just say, can I just quickly, can, for the sake of argument, let's just say at 60 years old, you decide to get saved. What about those 59 years of sin where you mess folk up? How many lives did you destroy in the first, and I won't say 59, let's say from 18 to 59. How many lives did you destroy? Now at 60, you get saved. At 61, you die. Now what conversation are you going to have with Jesus? Ah, thank you, thank you for saving me. And I know he's a good God, so he would say, yeah, but. <laughs> Let's continue to read. He says, repent from your transgressions so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you the transgressions which you have committed. You have committed. What? Have committed. And get yourselves a new heart. Mm, a new spirit. We just went over that, didn't we? For why should you die, O house of Israel? Why would you choose to continue to live like a fool? The fool who said in his heart, there's no God. Verse 32 says, for I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies says the Lord. Therefore, turn and live. Amen? Hmm. That's probably a good place to stop, isn't it? God says he has no pleasure in you dying like a fool. Hmm. So let me close by saying this. As a believer who's alive today, you possess the world's greatest superpower, the power to choose. The power to choose. You can choose life, and you can march victoriously into the kingdom. I would not want, listen, I would not want to be saved 
and not leave a legacy for those coming behind me. Amen. People who get closer to my age start thinking more about legacies. How will you be remembered? Amen. See, you all young, y'all still got time to be foolish and try stuff. Even though people die young too. But people at my age group are more concerned about what am I leaving behind and what people are going to be able to follow. What will people say when they look at Dayspring? And I can tell you this. Uh, there have been literally thousands and thousands of people who have come through Dayspring. Thousands. Thousands. But here's what I will tell you. That there's not one that will be able to say that I lied to them. They will never be able to say, I didn't tell them what the word said. They will never say that they didn't have the opportunity to repent. Now, some of them didn't. Some of them didn't believe. Some of them even fought with us. But you know what? I have to die for this one. The Bible says I have to give an account for your soul. And I want to give it with joy. So for that reason, I'm going to give you the opportunity today to make sure that your heart is right. Even as we are preparing ourselves for communion, I want you to prepare your heart for repentance. It's never to let to, too late to make the right choice. Never too late to make the right choice. Now, I don't know where you are today spiritually. Uh, most of you will probably, uh, when Minister Jones come up, you'll say, I'm saved. And that's okay. I have no problem with you being saved. But my question is, are you ready? See, that's, that's a whole different dynamic. Oh yeah. Pastor, if I died today, I know I'd go to heaven. Well, I don't know if there's such a thing as backstreet heaven. But the Bible says that you'll be rewarded for what you've done in life. If you haven't done all that you were called to do, it's time to get started. So I need you to make a decision today. I'm going to live for Christ. Now, I'm not just going to live to die so I can be saved in eternity. I'm going to live for Christ so that I'll have an opportunity to sow seeds of righteousness here on earth. See, the kingdom is the authority of God here on earth. It's about what you do here. So how many of us today would say, Pastor, I'm ready. If it would come today, I'm ready. Well, are you ready for the reward that accompanies that salvation? Amen.
Now, here's what I want you to do. I'm not trying to single anybody. Just stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. And for those who are listening over the airways, I need you to be focused. I need you to understand that it's not about living for death. It's about living for life. It's about being the best you that you can be here so that you can blaze a trail that others will be able to follow. So again, the question is, are you ready? And if you're not ready, I'm going to give you the opportunity to get ready. Here's what I want you to do. You don't have to repeat anything. You don't have to say anything because I'm going to pray for you at the end of your confession. But I need you to take a moment and speak to God on your behalf. Repent. Tell him where you've come short. Don't tell me. Don't tell them. This is between you and God. This is your personal moment with God. Talk to him right now. Open your heart to him. And then ask him not just to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, but I want you to be that power in me, Father, that power that causes me to do exploits for the kingdom, that power that draws people to you, that power that gives me my stability in the kingdom. You know, no ups and downs, sometimes up, sometimes down. That power to get wealth, that power to make right decisions. Now, if you've had that opportunity, I just want to agree with you. Father, I thank you for all of those who are speaking to you right now, who are asking you to come into their lives and be that strength, be that guidance, be that activator that causes them to move into the things that you call. God, empower them right now to do your will. Holy Spirit, do your work. Lead, God, direct every soul. God, I thank you for it. I set myself in agreement. And we all believe, corporate, that you are the only wise God, that you are the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who called us to be created in your image, and therefore, we are subject to your will and we will do those things that you have called us to do. God, I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.